Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, Goddess of Victory. Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson. Chapter 2. The Ruins The best part of an hour elapsed before the Roman convoy came to a halt. Astrid was in a sullen mood. Her general belief about adversity was that if a problem was worth solving, it was worth shouting at first. She had hollered and screamed to be let go as the chariot carried her away from the stricken professor, but even Astrid knew when an alternate plan was needed. So she fell silent, and she waited. The time would come. A rope had been tied around her, keeping her hands firmly by her sides. Gaia stood watch over her whilst another of the garrison drove the cart. It was a cramped affair and not a little awkward. On a number of occasions Astrid broke her determined glare at the floor and caught Gaius looking at her. He quickly thought better of it and feigned interest in a passing hedgerow, but resumed his watch when Astrid's eyes fell once again to the floor. It had not gone unnoticed by the young traveller that when their eyes fleetingly met, his cheeks blossomed. When the chariot finally slowed to a halt, Gaius stepped down. Astrid remained still, head bowed. Gaius hoped she would look up so that he could nod to indicate she should follow. She did not oblige. He ventured a gentle cough, but this only caught the attention of the driver, who glared at him for not following procedure. Dutifully he pulled on the rope tied around Astrid just enough to nudge her. She snapped her head to look at him, and he instantly turned away in embarrassment. What? Astrid barked. Well, we're, we're here now, stammered Gaius. Where? L Londinium, miss, came the reply. London? Astrid frowned and finally abandoned her judgmental glare in favour of a quick survey of their surroundings. It looked as though they were still in the countryside to her, the red light of dawn breaking through the trees nearby. Gaius braved a look back at her. No, miss, it's Londinium. She scowled at him once again. This time he risked holding her gaze, though his crimson face betrayed his confidence. Same thing, huffed Astrid. What we doing here? Come to see the damage, Gaius reported. The other soldiers had now disembarked and were making their way towards the trees. The eldest of them turned back to where the young prisoner and escort stood. Boy, get moving! He barked before striding away, not waiting on a reply. Best do as he says, said Gaius, and he began to move, absent-mindedly pulling the rope after him. When it became taut, he suddenly remembered who was on the other end and let it go slack. He turned back to see a furious Astrid attempting to strike him down with a stare. S Sorry, miss, he stammered. Which way? Astrid growled. He raised a feeble hand to point towards the trees, and she marched forwards. Gaius hurrying to catch up for fear of the rope tightening again. When Astrid passed beyond the trees, her temper vanished, plunging downwards through her stomach in shock. Ancient London stood before her, but now she could see that the red glow in the sky was not the dawn. 
the city was burning. She had seen London in all manner of guises during her travels, from the familiar aspect of the Elizabethan era to the vast sprawling labyrinthine metropolis of many centuries later. The settlement before her seemed minuscule, a grid of roads lined with modest buildings clinging to one side of the river. And it was decimated. The Roman convoy made its way through a gate in the city wall, and the true devastation was laid bare to them. Fires raged in various larger dwellings, and damage had been wrought upon a great many more. The streets were littered with debris, and, more shockingly, corpses. Many of the wounded crawled around the ground, pleading for mercy. Save the dead and dying, and the Roman garrison, London was deserted. What the hell happened? gasped Astrid, slowing her pace in horror at the scene. Rebellion, Gaius answered, his awkwardness sobered by shock. Same mob that took your friend. The words hit Astrid squarely in the chest. Another Roman soldier stepped close to them, and Gaius saluted. Salute, Marcus. Salute, young Gaius, the older fellow returned sadly. He looked around at the fallen city. Order to evacuate was sent, but this lot couldn't get out in time. They say... He paused to cough. <coughs> they say there's not one left alive without signs of torture. The three of them cautiously advanced along one of the main roads dissecting the city. Astrid forced herself to look around. Buildings had been ransacked, and in some cases demolished. The walls of many stone dwellings were cracked and crumbling. More bodies lay piled by the roadside. Others, she could see now, had been tied to trees and savagely beaten, while several had been almost unrecognisable by the brutal hacking of a sword. Her insides churned and she spluttered, joining Marcus's hacking cough. <laughs> the smoke! Marcus apologised when his wheezing subsided. And the smell! he grimaced. God save us from the stench of rotting flesh. Astrid had had enough. It had taken hours, but the time had come. She grabbed hold of the rope and pulled it from Gaius's inattentive hands. He recoiled in pain when the rough cord scraped through his palms. Astrid took off. For a second, the two Romans stood stunned, almost impressed someone could run so fast with their arms tied. Young fool, Marcus grumbled, and then the two of them ran off in pursuit. Longing for the twisting lanes of her own London, Astrid hurtled around the nearest corner, aware there was little chance of cover. Her determination was shaken by the wails of the beaten citizens littered on the roads, but she kept running. She turned each time she reached a corner, hoping to shake off her pursuers but not daring to look back for fear of losing her balance. She struggled against her bonds and could feel them starting to loosen. She risked dropping speed to work on her escape, and soon shrugged off the ropes, which she kept hold of as she ran on. All around her the ruination continued. Not a single building had been left untouched. Even the city wall, along which she was currently sprinting, had deep cracks running across its surface. Just for a moment, a glimmer caught her eye. Light through one of the breaches, Astrid guessed. But there was something familiar about it. Gaius had broken away from Marcus in pursuit of the girl, he was much younger and a faster runner, but feared the repercussions of outpacing a senior officer, so had taken an alternative route to avoid reprimand. He frantically surveyed the ruined streets, trying not to dwell on the human remains splayed out all around him. There was no sign of the prisoner. He could hear a sickly cough echoing from the next street over. Marcus was nearby. 
Recalling what the girl had done when she broke free, Gaius began twisting and turning with each corner. Marcus was close to collapse. His lungs were burning and a stinging sensation was spreading through his arms. He kept pausing to catch a breath that would never fully come. In the moments of rest, strange flashes of memory would stir in him. Hearing news of the fall of Londinium, and before that, the uprising against Camilla Dunham. The reminiscence stretched back further. He recalled his fellow soldiers and the journey from Rome. Back and back and back. And then came darkness, a blot in the middle of his mind expanding to drown out the memories. He shook his head and ran on hobbling. His chest heaved as he turned a corner, then in an instant he was on the ground. Astrid stood over him and grabbed his sword. She pointed it at his throat as he rolled onto his back and continued coughing. Stay down, Astrid ordered, but the instruction was unnecessary. The man could barely move. She lowered the blade, realising the old soldier was in trouble. What's wrong? she asked. He could not respond. He was gasping for breath and his eyes were bulging. She dropped down to her knees and tried to loosen the armour tied around his torso. The cough became a gargle, and the gargle became a wretch. Astrid leaned back, expecting Marcus to vomit, then recoiled when the man's mouth was suddenly filled with a fierce, burning light. His eyes began to glow, and tendrils of energy crept across his skin. No, thought Astrid, not tendrils, cracks. She looked up at the walls of the buildings either side of them. Just like the boundary they had been split, and the fracture lines were bleeding with gleaming silver luminescence. This was no daylight. This was the energy that flowed in the river of time. Marcus convulsed as the cracks in his skin deepened. Astrid felt a vibration of fear in her chest. With a howl of pain, the light overwhelmed him. When it faded, he was gone. Astrid knelt on the ground, stunned. She barely noticed footsteps approaching behind her, followed by a crumple of armour. Gaius had tripped over the same rope she'd caught Marcus with. He clumsily regained his composure, then stood over her. Why'd you stop? he asked, genuinely perplexed. He, he's gone, Astrid stammered. Who has? Your mate, Marcus. I don't know a Marcus, frowned Gaius. Well, I do back home, but... You said hello to him just now, Astrid insisted. Or salute A or whatever it was. Just now, said Gaius, puzzled. He was here with us before I ran off, insisted Astrid. Gaius's look of confusion led to her own. Just now? Gaius repeated, struggling to remember. Near the city gates? Yes, cried Astrid. No, concluded the young soldier. No, that must have been Quintus. Gaius, Quintus, Marcus. Talk about a lack of imagination, muttered Astrid. What's your name, then? He replied indignantly. Astrid, she said defiantly. He paused. What of it, soldier boy? Nothing, he said quickly. Too quickly. It's a good name. Well, good enough. He dared a grin. Astrid narrowed her eyes in suspicion, but could say nothing further before more soldiers arrived. Gaius snapped to attention. Salute, Quintus. Eh? frowned Astrid. That definitely ain't the bloke we were with earlier. Silence, slave! Quintus barked. He glanced in inspection. This one of the barbarians. Well, sir, I'm not sure, stammered Gaius. She wasn't with the group who attacked us. She was with another woman who... Oh, what does it matter? 
snapped Quintus. She's clearly not one of ours, is she? No, sir, replied Gaius, eyes falling to the ground. No, said the senior officer firmly, before turning to another soldier. Fetch the soothsayer. The guard turned and marched away. Soothsayer? asked Astrid. Don't be wasting your time without Oakham. We need to find out what happened to Marcus. Marcus? Quintus spat. There's no Marcus in this garrison. What's she talking about? Well, he was here and then, well, then he weren't, explained Astrid, who then pointed at Gaius. He spoke with him and he don't remember it. Silence, girl, ordered Quintus. The small band of soldiers parted at the sound of approaching footsteps. A woman turned the corner and stepped into the narrow street. She was draped in tattered robes patched together with scraps of fine fabric. Strange talismans hung around her neck and her wrists. Teeth of once fearsome beasts, thorns from exotic plants, curious rocks and shards of smoky glass. Her curly hair was drawn back into a tight bun, and her angular face was marked with white paint. She held a staff in one hand. Well? asked Quintus. I warned you of this attack, the woman replied in a husky voice. I foretold that Londinium was to fall. You did not act. You fled. A tactical retreat, Quintus protested. Governor Suetonius didn't have enough men, he... Numbers will play no part in the battle to come, the soothsayer declared. Turn your eyes to Verulamium, for it too shall fall before the final bloodshed is at hand. Quintus turned to one of his men. Send word to Verulamium and alert the governor. Immediately the group began to disperse. Quintus made to leave, then turned back to Gaius. Keep close watch on that one, he ordered, jabbing a finger at Astrid. Don't let her escape. Again. He turned on his heel, and then marched away. For a second, the soothsayer held her gaze upon Astrid, as though unsettled by her. You do not belong, she mused to herself, before making her own departure. What happened to Marcus? Astrid called after her. The soothsayer paused, but did not look back. The hesitation was enough for Astrid, who grinned. You know his name, don't you? You remember, same as me. Still, the soothsayer did not move. We do not belong, Astrid whispered to her, and the soothsayer walked away. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod. <laughs>